we believe firmly that God has a plan for every life and that God intends to do great things through us, through us. We don't do the great things necessarily, but he does them through us. We are a conduit of uh, greatness of God and the goodness of God. And we also believe that God summons or he calls us uh, to do extraordinary things. Uh, it could be a career that he's calling us to. It could be a, a new venture in our life. Uh, it could be responding to God to be more proactive, more active in the kingdom in terms of sharing our faith. We've talked a lot about that this year so far, sharing our faith, having intentional conversations and relationships, inviting people to a gathering such as we have on Thursday night. That could be a, a new chapter for some of us that we haven't really done that a whole lot, if at all. And so but God could be touching our hearts about these things. God has a history of using ordinary people to do extraordinary things. And that's what we're going to look at tonight. A little bit of the backstory. We're going to be talking about Moses. And this is very familiar, maybe to all of you. Um, but it sure bears another look as we're in 2020 in terms of looking at Moses, looking at how God summoned him, called him, uh, to do something rather extraordinary. And a uh, little backstory. Uh, the Israelites had spent over 400 years in Egypt. They were, this is like on the heels of, of Joseph and going to Egypt, and he has favor. And then uh, Joseph's family, uh, Jacob, and they end up there. And then 400 years plus later, there's like over 2 million of them. That's a lot of babies. It's a lot of maternity wards and you know, all of that. But there's, there's just a, you know, it's, Two million people, 400 years, and now it's time in the providence of God to set the people free and that uh, God is raising up a nation that will be his chosen people. And he's, he's, he's decided, God has decided to use one dude, one guy that will be the mouthpiece that will stir the heart of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, to let the people go. And uh, not only is it, a, is it a great Disney movie, but it's, it's something that we can look at tonight, and there's some tangible things here that, um, that I think can really help us as we pray and as we look at our life. So we're going to dive into the story of Moses' response to the call of God, the summons of God, in Exodus chapter 4, verse 1. Then Moses answered, But behold, they will not believe me or listen to my voice. For they will say, The Lord did not appear to you. Now, I'm going to give some rapid-fire points tonight, and it goes against how I really normally like to do a prayer meeting like we have tonight. Normally, I like one big idea, but, um, but there's just, I think here in the points I'm going to share, there's seven of them, and you do the math, my goal is to be done here in like about 14 minutes, and so it's like two minutes per point. So we're going to go quick, but I think there's something here, what I didn't want to focus on one aspect, one of the seven, is because... I feel like we're all at a little different place. And I feel like uh, one point might be for, uh, for one person and another for another. And that's why we're going to do this rapid fire. The first point in this is don't let others determine your legacy. Don't let others determine your legacy. Now, what Moses, right out of the gate, says, he talks about them. He, he talks about they will not believe me. They will not listen to my voice. They will say. 
So he has, he's not even looking at himself. He's just saying others are going to speak and I, I don't think this is going to be something so good for me to engage in. And that's something for all of us to be mindful of. God will put things on your heart. He will put dreams. He will put um, ideas. He will put concepts. He will bring you to a place uh, that is going to be outside the box oftentimes. It's going to be something that you know you can't do on your own. And then you might talk to somebody about it. It could even be a parent sometimes. I, I know a family member that, that um, actually spoke negativity uh, toward their son uh, said, so, no, you could never do that. And, and I just, you know, we didn't parent like that. But some people, even in, in a family, there could be negative voices. Oh, that you could never do that. That's just like, that's like beyond your capacity to do. And we have to be mindful that if God calls us, if he summons us to do something, to be very discriminate in what voices we listen to. And, uh, and so this is what Moses, he was already anticipating. He hadn't even gone there yet. But he is anticipating, hey, this isn't going to go so well because they're going to not listen to me. And so there's career, some venture in the kingdom of God. We can hear voices share your faith with so-and-so. They just won't receive that. And that's, that's just not God's voice. God is a can-do voice, not a can't-do voice. Secondly, don't underestimate the creativity of God for the task at hand. Don't underestimate the creative power of God, the innovation of God for what he summons you to do. Verse 2, the Lord said to him, what is in your hand? He said, a staff. And he said, throw it on the ground. So he threw it on the ground, it became a serpent, and Moses ran from it. But the Lord said to Moses, put out your hand and catch it by the tail. And so he put out his hand and caught it, and it became a staff in his hand that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, and the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has appeared to you. Again, the Lord said to him, put your hand inside your cloak. And he put his hand inside his cloak. And when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous like snow. Then God said, put your hand back inside your cloak. So he put his hand back inside his cloak. And when he took it out, behold, it was restored like the rest of his flesh. Now, what was God doing here? Was God just doing tricks with the staff? Hand tricks? No. It's like he was showing that you go, and there's going to be, I'm able to do some pretty amazing, creative, powerful things outside the box. And this was like just an illustration of what God was able to do, trying to convince Moses to, to have more faith and that he was going to be able to uh, to, in a creative way, in a powerful way, uh, to, to work uh, toward the end of freeing the people. The lesson here is if God is in it, he's going to empower you in a creative way beyond your natural skill set. That has to do with life changes, career changes. It has to do with sharing our faith. That could be for somebody tonight. Third, don't give up if you fail the first Second or third, etc. time. Now what happens here is God is forecasting. God is actually a prophet. Did you know that? He foretells the future. And so what God does here is, he, well, let's just read it. If they will not believe you, God said, or listen to the first sign, they may believe the latter sign. 
If they will not believe even these two signs or listen to your voice, you shall take some water from the Nile and pour it on the dry ground, and the water that you shall take from the Nile will become blood on the dry ground. Now, we know the rest of the story. Moses didn't. But there were ten plagues. There were nine times that Pharaoh said, no, you haven't convinced me yet. Even though, basically, plague after plague, the nation was just like disintegrating in front of his eyes. It was becoming a shambles. It was just like ruining Egypt. But he, you know, he was stubborn, and God hardened his heart to show forth his power and glory. And it wasn't until the tenth time. And what does that tell us? Sometimes we just have to go again. We have to persevere and not give up and realize, you know, God has called me to do this. I feel that still in my heart, and it didn't work this time. Maybe there's a different way. Every one of the plagues was different than the one before. Maybe God wants to demonstrate more of his power, more of his glory, do it a different way. Maybe we need to just be open and say, Lord, show me a different approach, but not to give up on the dream. Not to give up on what he's called us to do. And to humble ourselves and say, Lord, it didn't work that time, but I'm your child. I believe in the call that you've placed on my life. I believe in the dream that you have uh, put in front of me. And so I'm open to whatever idea is next, but we're going to go again. God loves that attitude from his children. Number four, don't let your deficiencies determine your future. We all have deficiencies. We all lack some things, some attributes, some capacities, some capabilities. Verse 10, but Moses said to the Lord, Oh, my Lord, I can just hear his voice just kind of weepy. Oh, Lord, I am not eloquent either in the past or since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and of tongue. He has self-doubt. Self-doubt is the of greatness. Self-doubt limits what God can do through us. We have to discipline ourselves, I believe, and recognize, is this the voice of God? Is this the voice of the enemy? Is this a voice that is, aligns me with what God can do through me or not? Moses, I don't speak so well. We could be like, we could say, well, others are more qualified to do this. Let's, let's talk, about, talk about sharing our faith with somebody. Again, one of the central themes, if not the central theme of our community, the Christ community in 2020. We could talk ourselves down from sharing our faith with somebody in these ways. We could say, you know, there's, more, there's people more qualified to share a faith than I am. I don't know as much scripture as other people. I haven't been in the word as much, so maybe I should wait. Maybe I'm not as qualified about knowing scripture. There are those that have served God longer than me. Perhaps, you know, you're a relative new Christian. And you can say, well, you know, I just haven't spent enough time learning about God to be able to talk about God. I would say this, has he changed your life? Has he given you hope? Has he given you joy? Has he, has he blessed you with his presence? Has he changed your life? Has he turned you around? Share that. You don't have to just have a PhD in theology to witness for Christ. In fact, a lot of people with PhDs in theology don't share their faith. I don't know why that is, but it's true. Seminarians, I've been there. I've seen it. 
They can tell you a lot of things, but they're not really actively sharing the hope that's found in Jesus Christ. You can say, well, my Christian walk isn't strong enough. I mean, I sinned last week. I mean, I'm not even spiritually qualified to share my faith. Well, welcome to the club. <laughs> We're not perfect yet. We're all stumbling on the, on the pilgrimage to heaven. And we have better days than others. But, you know, don't let the fact that you slipped a little bit preclude you from sharing the hope that's in Christ with someone else. So, the point here is don't let your deficiencies, what you lack, determine your future. Number five, don't think it's all on you. Don't think it's all on you. The Lord, then the Lord said to him, Who has made man's mouth? Who makes him mute or deaf or seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now therefore go, and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall speak. Friends, God is not doesn't work at cross-purposes with himself. The one who created you, the one who designed you, is the same one that called you. He knows. He knows what you lack. He knows what you need. And he will come alongside of you and work through you. If he summons you to do something, it means he's designed you to be successful in that. If he's put that in your heart, he did put that in your heart to fail. He put that in your heart to succeed. Again, this could be career. Some of you, on your career path, you are going to do amazing things to elevate a community, to bless people in a city, maybe a country, maybe a nation, maybe it's on medical, or, or maybe it's whatever it might be that you're doing. And it's going to be something that God is going to work through you and realizing that he created you, he designed you, he called you. And don't feel the pressure that it's all on me. We sing, it, it, you know, in December we sing songs about God with us, Emmanuel. He's with you on your career path. He's with you as you're sharing your faith. You are not alone. And sometimes we can feel like, well, he's here when we're at the altar, when we're singing, we feel his presence. But when we're actually out 24-7 and we're out living our life, sometimes we can feel... We can feel the press of that, that it's like all on us. We can forget that God is actually with us. And sometimes I've found myself even talking with people and realizing, I don't know what to say. On the, you know, when somebody's talking on the other side of the table, for example, and I'm like, man, I don't have a comeback here. I don't, have, I don't know how to help this person. And then miraculously, I'll just open my mouth and I'll, and I'll start talking. And I know what I'm talking it's not me. That God has given me a word for a person. And he, if he did that for me, if he did that for most, he can do that for you. And I think, you know, what we want this year to be is a year of miracles. We hear reports just like that. You know, I was sharing my faith with someone, and, and then they asked this question. I didn't really have the answer, but I just opened my mouth, and, and the Lord gave the answer. And it was just the right answer at the right time. God can do that. The God who created you is the God who called you is the God who will help you. Number six, I need to go quicker. Don't be stubborn and resist what God has for you. But he said, Moses said, Oh my Lord, after all of this, by the way, Oh my Lord, please send someone else. He's not convinced. After all the convincing, some still reject God's plan for their lives. That's just reality. 
The truth is, regardless of the impressions of God, regardless of the biblical teaching that, some, that you hear, that some people hear, regardless of the affirmation from people that cheer you on, say, you can do this. With God's help, you can do this. Some people will still reject that. They still will not move forward. I hope that's not true of anybody here, but that, historically, that's the case. This is what happened to Moses. He's still not convinced. The original plan was that God's power was enough just to use one man, Moses. But he rejected God's plan. And so what happens, number seven, he makes God angry. By refusing to move forward with the call of God and refusing the help of God to accomplish what he called him to do. The anger of the Lord was kindled. That word kindled, I use the ESV tonight for that reason. I love that word kindled. Because I think of a campfire. And I think of you need a little kindling to get the fire going. And once you get the kindling going, then it ends up in a big, you could have, put some bigger logs on it, and it ends up being like a bonfire. Ryan loves to make bonfires. I learned this when we went camping with them. And, uh, and I didn't have, I was like, I, I'll do that. But then Ryan's like, no, I, I enjoy doing this. And, and he does a great job. He does the kindling just right, gets big logs. And I mean, it's like, you could probably see it, the Google satellite or whatever, like Google Earth. It's like, I could just see it. It's like, they're up in the satellite. So yeah, Seller's doing the bonfire, like on a camping trip. And so what happens here is Moses kindles. He gets the fire of anger of God going. And then the Lord says, Is there not Aaron, your brother, the Levite? I know he can speak well. Behold, he is coming out to meet you. And when he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. You shall speak to him and put the words in his mouth. And I will be with your mouth and with his mouth and will teach you both what to do. He shall speak for you to the people and he shall be your mouth and you shall be as God to him. And take in your hand this staff, it goes back to the staff, with which you shall do the signs. So as we pray, have you let others determine your legacy? Hold on to one or two of these points and then um, I want, we're going to spend some time just in, in prayer. And if you, in a moment, we'll, we'll give some instruction on that. But have you let voices sh- kind of shut down your dream? What God has called you to do? Perhaps you've been underestimating the creative power of God to help you accomplish what he's summoned you to do. Maybe we have some that have quit. You tried a few times. You had a dream. You tried. And you quit on something that God has called you to do. The word for you is to go again. To bring that to the Lord. And welcome his creativity into the next opportunity that you have to move forward. Maybe some have let their perceived deficiencies rather than faith in God determine their future. I'm just not this, or I'm just not this, or whatever it might be. Instead of saying, with God, all things are possible. If he could use Moses, who was reluctant, stammered in speech, etc., maybe he could use me to do something that's for the good of the community, for that's for the good of the world, that will, not just for, to make money, but for something much more beautiful than that. 
Do you understand that you're not alone in this? Maybe that's, maybe somebody will just say, Lord, I just, I think I'm good on these other things, but I want to just in prayer tonight, I just want to welcome you back in. And I just thank you that I'm not alone. And this is a reminder that as you went with Moses, later there's a beautiful story. Moses said, if you don't go with me, I'm not, I don't want to go. It's another story. And uh, because Moses, by then, Moses got it. Moses, by that time, later in his life, he'd under, he understood that, hey, if God's with me, all things are possible. And I think that's maybe a word for somebody tonight. And then, finally, maybe you're a bit stubborn in just resisting what God has put on your heart to be. And uh, maybe there's just an alternative plan. Maybe you've tried a few times and it's like, well, maybe there's just another way. So, Anyway, um, this could have been a full-on like sermon, but we try to keep it short anyway on those, just a regular teaching. But what we want to do now is just move to a time of response to the Word of God in prayer.